You're listening to the Irish Rally Podcast. This podcast is sponsored by FAC, the simply automatic choice for automation equipment for gates, doors, barriers and rising bollards. Available from your security installer and electrician. Distributed to the trade in Ireland North and South by National Automation, the one-stop distributor for automation equipment, door entry intercom systems, CCTV, intruder and fire alarms, access control and locks. For more information, visit nal.ie forward slash products. Hello and welcome along to a brand new season of the Irish Rally Podcast. Well, we may not have much competitive action to talk about still on the Irish stages. However, we will continue to explore the various aspects of Irish rallying and offer some insight into things that happen on and off the stages with car prep, event organisation and many other areas among our offerings over the coming months. We begin this season with a bang. And when you think of Irish rallying and indeed Irish sporting greats in general, the name McHale is instantly recognisable. Having competed for over 35 years, Austin McHale amassed many great accolades, none more so than winning a record five Irish Tarmac Championships, a record which has yet to be beaten in the 23 years since McHale achieved it in his beautiful Salika in 1998. It did seem bizarre to me that such a sporting great had never really got to tell his own story in detail, despite having achieved so much. But thankfully we managed to have a lengthy chat over the past few weeks, and for the first time we hear in depth about the life and times of Austin McHale, over two fascinating episodes. We begin our conversation with childhood memories, sporting interests, and how Austin became involved in Irish rallying. Yeah, I suppose really the way I suppose like all people when they're younger, uh, when going to school and that sort of thing, the GEA would be a big thing, and uh, uh, when uh, national school, that's the start of secondary school, and that, yeah, played a lot of football, and uh, obviously that's a bit older than uh, when there's a lot of sports, but um, I suppose the thing, more sport was always the thing that was uh, in my mind, from a young age, uh, coming from farming background and reared on a farm, uh, we were driving tractors probably since we were very young and um, we used to always enjoy running hay and stuff like that and then the back of the tractor, you know, the front of the tractor, that steers all the weight in the back, you'd have the steers on the brakes and that sort of thing, you know, which was brilliant and that was, you know, a part of the, the, the reason for, for, for motorsport and, uh, you know, the follow on when we got a bit, you know, obviously, uh, 16, 17, at that age, um, I've gone to see some of the rallies and uh, been living in the news. Um, the Circle of Ireland used to pass fairly close, uh, or Sally Gap would be on, and uh, Akamana, and uh, in stages, and some stages down in Meath, and all spectacular and that, you know, so um, I suppose the next move would be to get a rally car, you know, so um, probably trying to think back, I give it thinking back 40 years now, really, or, uh, the, the, the start of me in, in, in rallying was with a good friend of mine, still is Fergal Allen. Uh, we bought um, an ex racing car guy in Mandela, I can't see Vinnie Moy was his name actually, and it's in a Ford Anglia. And uh, we bought the car between us, and um, we did two or three rallies, but that's the first rally we were going to. Fergal and myself was there with the car, wasn't really ready, and uh, we just put a new engine in, and uh, there was had been built and then uh, we took it out for a test run and Fergal was behind me and I was driving on the headlights of the car behind and I put it off into a ditch with the lights and sort of got a shadow and you know that was the end of that rally but I did a few rallies in it you know uh, started like the hideout in Kildare and uh, used to based on the economy Kildare which was pretty close to the news and that was half navigational half forestry and we got a couple of fast friends and stuff like that over Maybe the next year or eighteen months, and Fergal did some events in the car as well, and he did the same. 
Uh, so um, that was the start, really. Yeah, so there was no other kind of temptations to, you know, play other sports. or It was always going to be rallying. It seems like a fairly straightforward thing for you that the rally was going to be number one. Well, it was, yeah. Like, I mean, at that stage, we, we were the um, sort of um, 17, 18, 19. And uh, maybe I wasn't good enough for the football anyway. But uh, I felt that in all sports that you had to have a... Um, it's going to be very competitive, and uh, you'd have to your uh, um, ability in rallying uh, was dependent on you and your co-driver, and obviously the car preparation and that. But uh, it's up to the driver and the co-driver. Whereas the football team, you have another fourteen people to help you, and uh, you know I thought that was always uh, rallying was, was sort of an extra special. So finally we started. You know that was sort of in seventy. I would say probably seventy three, seventy four. Uh, we're 75, and um, we bought an Escort Twin Cam in 75, which was the, the first real rally car uh, that we had. And uh, uh, we done the likes of the Ravens Rock, Coleman Rally, and a lot of stuff like that to help fire that in the car, in the Twin Cam, and uh, got class wins and second and third and class. And so our first international win was in, in uh, 1996 in the... Uh, that's for Twin Cam, and um, I had uh, a lot of good friends of mine, Dermot O'Neill, called driving for me. And um, Dermot um, lived in the new, he's only down the road. He ended up with brother in law my afterwards, which was fantastic. But uh, he had a really enjoyable uh, call international that year in 1976, you know, and it was really good, you know. So um, that car, we had it for maybe, I think, it was about up to the end of 1977, got a lot of good results again. Uh, over the years with it, but we moved, moved on in, um, sort of 78 to, uh, a Mark 1, um, RS2000. And, uh, again, um, did some of the international didn't, wasn't really that successful, but we got in the class wins and, you know, maybe in the first 10 overall and stuff like that. And, uh, we really bit in the book at that stage and, um, we moved on from that the same year to, um, an RS2000, Mark 2, which was a, a, Group in car as well, and uh, in in '79, you know, we we did the uh, RSC, and uh, you called right, we did West Cork and etc. In the RSC, we retired World Championship Rally, uh, Circuit of Ireland. Uh, we were leading uh, Group N, and uh, was off the road, and uh, did a few actually, did a few good results as well, you know. So um, that was sort of '79, and then in '80, we sort of um, did the RS2000. Yeah, had a lot of uh, group and a few group and went to national and international. We did, did Cork. Uh, we'll probably start the start of the year. We'll be going to the Henley Park, I think. It's a national rally and uh, I, think we were, I think we won the class in that. And uh, uh, probably when in the top 10, we had the West Cork and I think we retired in West Cork. And then we had the uh, Circle of Ireland and uh, we did the Welsh action that year as well. And, uh, we were flying to the second group in overall, and I rolled in Wales, uh, which was a well, I guess I rolled, but I was always top of the bank, but, you know, that was the way it went. You know, that was sort of 1980. 81, we stood in the RS2000s, and, uh, we had the start of the year, we said we give the British Championship a cut for, because we were competitive in the previous year, so we did, uh, that was the year that we did, uh, the men takes in the first round, and, um, John McGee had been with me for the last two years uh, in the RS2000, so he was with me in the Mentex as well. 
understand that. Because quite the days we finished, we finished third overall, and this was very bad. Maybe snow, ice, and that sort of thing. But there was a thing we call a passage control, and that after the first stage, um, that we missed the passage control. We were gone maybe about um, five, ten miles up the road, maybe a bit less. And John discovered that he had missed the passage control. We had to use her to come back and get his car stopped at the passage control, and. Um, straight into the forest and probably fairly well wound up and uh, we'll see the sort of some of the competitors at the start of the next stage weren't really prepared to get somebody else with the forest before and cleared away in the snow etc but we went straight far as that was and uh, we got a good, very good result in the event and that was a good start for 81 you know uh, a regular one and then uh, I think uh, Jimmy McRae was second and we followed on from that then obviously the next round of the British Championship that year would be the Circle of Ireland uh, we were leading the group in class up in Donegal in the night stages by something like, I think it was about 12 minutes, and a guy called Mike Stewart, who was second in the Mintex, was behind us, and uh, we got caught in the night, out of our crest, with 90 left, and I was waiting the, the, the road, the hedge going, the hedge going straight on, and up in the field about 50 metres down into the field. So that was, that was the end of that, and that was put a bit of a damper in for the, for the British Championship. But the next round of the British Championship we did that year was uh, the Welsh International. John McGee again is with me. So we finished that uh, second class, which was pretty good. And I think we're was ninth or tenth overall. And uh, then obviously the next round was the, the, the Ulster. And uh, we won the class there. Uh, and uh, the Manx. And that was the Manx in the first rally that uh, Christy Farrell did with me, actually, in 1981 in the RS 2000. And uh, we won the class there as well. So it put me in a very strong position uh, for the British Championship. I think that we won the uh, the Group M uh, that year. So I was very happy with that. So we we did the, the RAC then, you know, sort of maybe going to be our last year in the RS 2000. And um, I had a guy called Martin Fayle with me, which uh, was the late Brian Patterson organized the co-driver. And uh, we were... Leading group in, leading us comfortably, where we got caught in a, in a forward and dropped up in like five minutes, and then um, car just comes out. So, that was that, and uh, we got a goal again, and we were back up to within about 30 seconds of the lead in group in, and the same thing happened again. So, I think Martin sort of threw, threw the books there, and he says, you know, this is ridiculous, and the car won't go through the water, but you know, we didn't have the experience of the water forward that we were using in the, the RAC and the World Championship events at that stage. But we ended up second in the class, you know, in the World Championship. After losing all the time, you know, we weren't, wasn't too disappointed, I thought. You know, we could be still sitting out in the forest with a car stuck there, you know. Absolutely. So it seemed from that season, Austin, in 1981, and the Mintex in, in, in particular, you know, with that fantastic result, did that garner great confidence to yourself? And... You know, you pushed on then into 82 and made a, a kind of a, I suppose, a really prolonged push on the Irish Tarmac Championship. And it was with the Vauxhall Chevette as well. So, obviously, your results in 81 contributed towards that changeover in 82 as well. And I'm sure a bit of backing came on board around that period. Yeah, well, really, sort of, we had got a lot of results and we had a lot of wins in the Irish 2000. And uh, the next move was to go to the top league. And uh, that was either, uh, it was either uh, Chevette, uh, an escort, an RS1800, or whatever was the competitive at the time. The Oakland score was there in the month as well, you know, so, uh, 
we went to the specimens for the box up and uh, it was a very good car. FER six eight seven was the reg of it. And uh, we of course time out was the car was in Galway and we got fifth overall with a very I can't remember the who won it but it, it would be in a very competitive field. Anyway, and uh, we uh, did Wexford then shortly afterwards we won Wexford and uh, which was we were delighted with and uh, uh, with Donegal, we did the finish in Donegal, and uh, I then the first, the next one we did was uh, the Ulster, and that was the start of uh, Ethan Bertie Fisher. Uh, he was out in the uh, at RS eighteen hundred um, uh, escort, and he, he he actually won. Uh, he won uh, the Ulster that year, and he was great first in the national win. And uh, we were lying second, third from the early on, and we got a puncher, and we we finished up I think about sixth or thereabouts. Uh, but, you know, because the, the, the start of a beat up with Bertie and, uh, which is a competition was going to, we didn't realize at that time, you know, there'd be another 20 years of, uh, of head-to-head, uh, competition rallies in Ireland and in Britain, you know. Absolutely. And, and what a special relationship it was. I mean, a great, a great rivalry, but also a great friendship, as you said, for many years. And, you know, we'll, we'll go on to it a little bit later, no doubt, in our conversation, but just to touch briefly on it, I mean, it was fairly well established or fairly well known that although you're great competitors and you do happen to win against each other, you'd be the first boys to have a pint together afterwards. I mean, that's pretty unique to, to rally, in my opinion, anyway. Well, it is, yeah. You know, they made it to be um, all of on events. Um, to be known that the rivalry, of course, there was. Um, the only thing like drops the, the same goes, you know, flat out. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of uh, competitive Drivers around at that stage, you know, you had Vincent Bonner and Tony Hall and uh, you had uh, Billy Cohn and, and obviously got years of experience prior to that uh, around and, um, you know, Richie Healy, uh, very, very competitive. Frank Marr was on the way up and uh, Bertie was there, you know, so, you know, you, you're going to get nothing easy. So uh, to get any sort of a decent result, you really had to fight for it. And you had to have everything done properly. But, um, you know, at that the start of 83, uh, um, Christy Farrell came with me full time and um, Rally and Ireland at that time was, was flying. I think the Ulster was the other one that wasn't, I can't remember, but uh, Chris was very good on reading maps from years up to navigational events with his brother John Farrell and he was really excellent on that. So I contacted Christy and thank God Christy came with me and um, he was a big help and he did saved me for a lot of accidents because he would know when there was a real haymaker coming up, you know, that you could be maybe ten cents and he'd know when to come back a little bit or what was going to come. But uh, you know, that was the part success for, for, for eighty three. We won the championship. It was the first time that um first time of championship to win and we won our first international which is car twenty at the end of the year. You know, so uh, we had led uh, uh we had led uh, a lot of the rounds, you know, we led the ball and we got three punchers and we were retired on the surface and uh, we won Cork and uh, you know we were in the first three I think it was in in, in Killarney you know so it was, it was a good year and we got the championship they just it off the end of the year it wasn't bad. For us McHale is now only a case of driving to the Champagne in Cork City and so to his first international win. Non-destructive testing Vauxhall in the hands of Austin McHale and Christy Farr takes the top award. Both are well deserving of the honour. From a kale from Ratcool, Dublin, the bad look occurrences are now a thing of the past. Well, they say the first one is always the sweetest, and I'm sure that's the one that is probably 
you know, the, the most fondest, I assume, in your opinion, anyway, maybe I'm wrong in saying that, but they always say the first one is the sweetest. I'd say it's, yeah, like, I mean, it, 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 you have the best memories of it, you know, and especially being there, uh, being fairly young in them years, you know, sort of, uh, it, it was great to get the results. It was a completely private team, and uh, uh, obviously it was a big help then because we were talking to Open Ireland, to a guy called Jim Donnelly, and um, it was all being based around there. The Manta, uh, the Ascona has been very competitive and obviously been replaced the Manta and the like the bees these cars to get in was the open Manta for hundred and we were lucky enough to uh, after about six months putting everything together with uh, Open Ireland to get the bees together for the Manta for hundred and uh, we had it for uh, the first round of the championship which was the Galway International um, in um, in uh, 1984. Unfortunately, we didn't finish Galway, but uh, we did a very good um, PR job done because the guy that was the guy that was um, MD of Open Ireland at the time was American, a guy called David Spencer. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we was out on the Friday night. Got, we had to went in a sweeper car on the uh, Saturday to Sunday, and I took Dave Spencer for the run, and he was that really. But he made the most sport. He, he thought it was never one of the best sports he was ever involved in. And uh, it, it really made him solid for the backing for Oval Ireland for the next four years, you know, which is great. So it wasn't all uh, all, uh, all the doom and gloom. It that worked very well and there's no way to take David. So they, they, the, the next round obviously then at the, the Tarmac Championship and the British Championship was the uh, Circle of Ireland. And uh, it was a huge entry with all. Uh, British Championship round group, McRae, Steve Bertie was there, and uh, um, a lot of, uh, you know, you know, a lot of people like that that were you know, doing, Europe, doing the European Championship, he was around the European Championship as well, but it ended up on the way with, um, obviously, um, um, Porsche in that year was with uh, Henry Tyvon, and he was leading, and the Porsche would, would be probably two seconds away of the gain on the mountain. At the time, you know, but as um, a very powerful car, and uh, this was really a good car, uh, the, the, the 911. But um, there's less commonality between the uh, horse, really, and the, the two the two mantis, which was Coleman and ourselves, and there uh, were something like two and a half minutes behind Coleman coming out of, out of Waterford, back to Larnie, Waterford that year. And uh, by the time we got to Galway, we had, had Billy Diddy caught, and uh, by the time we got to... Um, to uh, Bever Kenny, we were something like about two and a half minutes ahead of him, so uh, we thought it was supposed to be pretty easy to the finish, you know, save the car, etc. But unfortunately, um, our engine let go with uh, two spectator stages left, and it was really devastating for after five days, you know, to, to lose the rally like that, but you're, you know, that's, that's the way it goes. Well, just on the, the whole two seconds a mile difference with, with the Porsche then. What what did you kind of do to make up those two seconds and obviously go a little bit further than that as well? Apart from obviously drive, <laughs> drive the door handles off it, I mean, there's obviously a little bit of a... You had to be very brave in, in trying to make up that time and obviously to go on better again. No, no uh, Henry Tyvon, he was leading the rally and uh, he was leading the rally leading for the World Goal. And he was something like, I think he was about six minutes ahead and uh, he, he had an, an accident in, in, in water, something with him. He was out in the go-kart, you probably remember that. Peter Ross was doing some go-kart thing, and he caught his wrist or yeah, whatever. Yeah, that's right, yeah, he was all strapped up, yeah. 
But that was that was the reason why it was the gearbox when when the car wasn't hit for really so the gearbox went and he was out of the event. But yes, the the career like I mean he was wiping everybody, you know, McRae, Brooks and the cream of, of Europe really and uh, he's obviously a pretty driver as well. But the car was very, very competitive, you know, and Boston sport was a really good job in it. But um, um it it ended up really that it was a two way battle there. Uh, for the end with the, with the Mantis because the legs of him without, without the event, you know, three quarter ways through. You know, so, but, um, yeah, it was devastating for us, that was what you, that was it, and it was on, and, you know, we finished up second in the league, I can't remember who, when I think it was Coleman was that year in the league, and, um, then the Ulster, we didn't finish the Ulster, we had an accident, the Ulster, and, uh, we did Wexford and a few more, so we had a couple more wins and maybe seconds of that, you know, so, um, I'm not sure whether we won the, 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 the uh, uh, we did some of some of the small rallies. I can't remember, I can't remember now what they were, uh, but, uh, you know, some of the national rounds and that. But, uh, that was sort of the, the end of, of 84 and then 85, we were sort of said we had to go really to try and get the championship. And, uh, we, first round, you know, and saw the thing about Galway, with Galway and it's the thing about Galway that if you win the first round, you're very good. Chance of winning the championship, but we 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 won Galway and um, we didn't finish in the circus. And uh, in Donegal, uh, we were second again. And uh, I don't know where we finished on the Manchester Jones, I think probably the first five or that. I don't know, but we won the Cork Twenty, and that meant that we won the championship. And uh, we were we were leading to Larney uh, that year, um, all by. I don't know what it was, or something like half a minute quicker than the upload gap, and, uh, and Balak Bima, just at the end of the stage, out over a crest with a rock in the grass, and I didn't see it, and I like, kicked the wheel, and, uh, tire burst, and it was a right hand car nearly immediately afterwards, and I slid off into the bottom, that was the end of that retirement. But, uh, I think we had the championship won the fourth Larry, you know, which made it all work well. Yeah, but obviously that first year in 84, which brought you into 85, um, you know, you got that year under the belt in the new car, and you would have had things fairly fine-tuned for 85 then, which led to you going on to win that championship for the second time, of course. Yeah, yeah, the, like the man was still very competitive, and then uh, get the second championship was one of the all worthwhile, so, you know, so moving on to sort of 86, and we still had the man in 86, and uh, um, we started with Galway, really, and I can't remember where we finished in Galway that year, Um uh, in eighty six. Um, but that's the that's the event obviously where, where Bertie had the, the massive scare with the with the spectators with the brake failure and really certain that's the same one. And the the brake caliber yeah. went on his uh well, the of Ireland we were in where there was the year that of the battle with uh, Mark Lovell in the Wokesford R S two hundred, uh which was probably the last year of supercars really in a way and uh, we had a major battle with him to hold cars, you know, for for the first um, two wheel drive cars, but I think David Weller won it that year in the Metro, uh, as far as I can remember. But, you know, the overall, we were happy enough. And we did, we did, um, did, 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 um, the, uh, Billy Gall, we had a problem with Billy Gall, it was off. Uh, and they said it was leaving Billy Gall actually that year. And I think, uh, Steve Coleman actually won it. He was in a six or four. And, uh, we put it off on that ballot. With a, with a huge lead, we had three and a half, four minute lead, and it was loose on the, on the road, and stayed at the end of that pallet, and we got to hit a ball, and uh, that was the end of that. So, uh, 
went and we went and we did a, one of our first Spartan rallies in the rally, the rally called the Angels Rally in Spain, you know, and uh, in the banking area. So there, it was a bit of a trip for the, the lads after all the work was done. From a few years previous to that, you know, so uh, it was uh, that was interesting. And uh, but I think we won Killarney at the end of the year, anyway. Then uh, the Cork Twenty, I think we were second. Um, yeah, and I a back to back, back to back championship titles. Yeah, yeah, I think about the championship in '86. I think that was our third championship win. Yeah, and it was because there was um, there was two wins for the man to you know, and one with the Chevette, uh, where you know, which was um, three wins for we call the Mantis and the like, uh, Opel Mantis, but um, obviously, um, the London and Foxhall in the UK and that you know, so the three three wins for Foxhall, three championships for Foxhall, really. Absolutely, and fantastic stuff. So at the championship, and it was, and um, it was, you know, it was, it was the year of the um, the turn. The next rally was all day, probably sort of, you know, it's been planned on very good and was within the conditions, you know, with the snow maybe a night and that sort of thing, you know. Yeah, absolutely. So, like, just to, to go back to the circuit in '86 as well, Austin, because you you you're down obviously third overall. And you mentioned it was the last real year, and it was the last real year of, of Group B rallying as such with those supercars. And, you know, we saw some of the best machinery of all time, iconic cars on these aisles. And you mixed it with them, came third, got obviously the Tarot Championship points out of that one. And um, obviously that must be very fun in terms of your memories as well, seeing all those lads and being able to compete with them, despite being severely down on power with the Manta in comparison to your Quattro's and all these lads. Yeah, well, we had, we had, you know, always had this very competitive because you have the, um, Gaudi used at the earlier start was part of the European Championship. He's a some European Championship guys. We're doing the championship coming over four times here. Uh, it's really God. You have guys over testing for the, for the Ulster or the Manx, which would be part of the British Championship rounds uh, that we'll be doing. You know, you'd have them, the Michelin's and the Tanking was over, you know, all these guys. And, uh, you know, it was very competitive. A lot of them, they didn't really do. Obviously, they had um, the likes of uh, Malcolm Wilson over to an Irish event as well. You know, so it was very competitive, but a lot of them didn't actually do the Tarmac Championship. I think Russell Group won the championship over sometime around 10 years, but I'm not sure when. But, um, you know, it was, it was, um, it was competitive, you know. It's like, I mean, you had the top of your game, and that was it, you know. Friday and Ireland was very competitive in the 80s. Absolutely. And particularly, you know, the the late part of the 80s going on to the early 90s and as well, which was, uh, you know, a very, a very special time. But for you, obviously, 87, you had the, the Manta still. You had a spin in the Monza as well. Uh, only one spin. Um, am I right in assuming you're, you're probably glad it might have been only the one spin in the Monza? <laughs> or is it a bit harsh? Um, what happened in, 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 uh, in that year was that the Manta was going out on allegation for British Championship rounds, I think it was. And uh, we had to use... Uh, I was in where tied in with Opel and we had to use an Opel Monza. It's a three liter. It was a bit of a tank but a great solid car, you know, and um, we on the surface, uh, I think we were right, I think was we're in the first three or so in the class and we did the, the surface and we had to do the uh, the Manx, I think it was, uh, I can't remember but the but the Ultra the Ultra were okay in the in the Manta. Uh, but um, you know, that was a, a year of Fairly major battles as well, you know. So, uh, uh, obviously we had a few wins with the Manchester, and uh, well, well, one win was really was the Cork 20 we won that year as well, and that was the one about the, the controversial 30 seconds that, were, that everybody was on about, but I was very adamant on it was, but that was known in the service area, so the, the, the crew were competing a bit, 
that was the new time of the utilised results and everybody was handed in the stage times of all the previous stages for the service as we were coming out. So there's no secret about it, but um, that was that. We, we, won, we won the car 20 anyway, and it's something back for after losing. Um, after losing to the goal by a second, you know. So, you know, we had a few wins in, 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 in APA with the win of Wexford, when won the Lakes Rally, and, uh, you know, that was SI 7755, which is the car that was a new for Mickey Eastman's new in uh, June 86. Um, and remember, I think we had it to the goal, the first time we had it out in 86. But we had that car right to up to the end of 88, and, um, 89 was the last, the end of 88, like the car that arrived the Lakes, uh, we won in SI7755, that's the last rally I did in that car, you know, so because for 89 we'd moved forward and we had gone with the Sierra Cosworth and um, it should have been very competitive but uh, we just didn't get the results and uh, was off in Galway and uh, uh, was off in Sunny Gall because I was more often in the field than I was on the road in that year with the Cosworth. So uh, we, we changed that for in for uh, in nineteen ninety. We got funds together and got some back in the BMW and uh we went for the M three. And uh Bertie already has been out of the M three and uh, he was obviously getting good results. So our first one the M three was the Garvey International in nineteen ninety in nineteen ninety. And um Bertie was leaving the rally. And then uh, he was, he was, that bit quicker than us, and the uh, first time out, and but, um, he, I think it was in a system of big heavy, but heavy load that year, and the car died out, and he dropped time anyway, and he dropped time, and we won the event. So, um, it was, you know, some of the ones events we were looking to win, and Bertie should have won, and, but, you know, that's the way it goes, and we went to, we went to West Cork, and Tony Kilty, and we won that as well, so, EMC had been looking at it the start of the year, and, um, in the Circle of Ireland, uh, we Fairly well, and we're going very competitive. And we had a problem with the clutch, clutch back and slipping, but we ended up about fourth, quarter fourth, even fourth we were. So uh, the next one then was Billy Gall, and that was a huge battle again between uh, Bertie and ourselves, you know, in the end three. So um, we had, of the first four out in the we had won three, which is very good for the car, you know, and uh, I think we had about five wins altogether in the end uh, three that year. And uh, couldn't complain, you know, like, I mean, the car, the car was very good, uh, we, we did the banks and we were, well, very well in the banks, and I can't remember where we were probably in the first four or five, anyway, and we got excluded in the banks, which was a bit of a joke, really, in a way, because, um, our back tires, uh, were millimeters too wide, i.e., the thickness of your nail and excluded, but that's what you weren't normally worried about, that was, it wasn't an Irish round, so, uh, that was the end of 1990, you know, so we had got, the wins, we had four wins, and we're very happy with the car, and everybody involved is very happy. Yeah, and uh, just on that, I suppose, you know, you mentioned you and Bertie both had the, the M3s. Um, Paul Drive being the common denominator here, which one of you kind of went over first, or how did that come about? Did you feel you had to go, likewise, to go pound for pound? And also, I'll double this up by asking, you know, with, with the tyres in particular, um, you know, there was talk of, of uh, the Circle of Ireland being a little bit fickle with, with that as well. There was going to be maybe talk that the Beamers weren't allowed to go. Um, so there was a little bit of controversy surrounding them, which was kind of, you know, a little bit strange, but they're absolutely fantastic cars. Yeah, well, Bertie was the first to get the M3, and uh, obviously, seeing how he was getting on, he said it's a very fantastic car. He really liked it, and uh, it was going to be, um, it was going to be very competitive on Tarmac, because Snyder was after winning the uh, 
So we knew the car was good at the time, but if they get the suspension, they look from here because uh, the M3 rear wheel racer solid on the road of getting suspension set up properly, and obviously ProDrive had the ability to do that, and they did that, and they got the car competitive in the world gold here, like I mean, at Galway. You get results in Galway, um, these very bumpy stages, you know, and the sort of stages I like getting at West, uh, stages, and, uh, we were very happy to get the winning. I said that Bertie was, was quicker than us, and, uh, he had a problem. But then West Cork, you know, it was true, and Billy Gall, like, and Billy Gall was another real battle, you know, so the, the car overall was very good, and so the year, like, I mean, okay, we won, we won four rallies, and, uh, maybe beat Bertie Billy Gall by the nine seconds or whatever it was, and, uh, then in, in Killarney, they, we had to finish in the first, I think, five, uh, to win the championship, and that was different, and Bertie won the championship, you know, so you win some, you lose some, you know, so that was, that was great for him as well, you know, so they kept the interest of the M3, so, so good, and like, I mean, but then you see the four wheel drive was coming after that, and, uh, for the first half of 91, um, uh, Galway was the first round, and we were lucky enough again to get a win there at the M3, um, which was two, Two wins of the trust, really, which was very good for us and for the car. And the, the next round of the championship was the Circuit of Ireland. And um, that year we had a fairly monumental bat- battle going on with um, uh, Colin McRae in Subaru. And uh, he went off oh, to maybe on um, the uh, Saturday afternoon down in Carlo or Sunday morning, which it was. But uh, put out a load of mud on the road and we came out over the crest and... Uh, Took off and we hit a hit a bank and uh, damaged the car and uh, it's actually Saturday evening so uh, that's more as put down the rally because we dropped time and the car was badly damaged but we've had some repair done on the stage it's not the end of the stage and they got some work done that we got back to to uh, Dunleary to space in Dunleary that year so um, we got to Dunleary anyway but there was too much damage done to the car and too much time lost so we were through so yeah. that was. Uh, just that to was, interrupt slightly, the irony of that, I think where you went off is no less than two or three miles from where we're recording this interview from right now. <laughs> Would you believe? <laughs> You're bringing back good memories, so. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I think it was up around, we're, we're based around Collection here, and you were kind of on the Carolise water, and I'm nearly certain up around there is where you fell foul, so. <laughs> yeah, I remember that because uh, we were. Thermos and myself, we were flat out, and I was over this crest, and there was a load of mud pulled out. But Colin had gone off, and, uh, of course, <laughs> I went to this slide on the mud, and it was, and, uh, it actually, uh, hit, a, hit a bank and a, and a gate post, you know, so, uh, but it was out the rally, but we had been, the car had been running very competitive, and we were very happy with the way things were going, and, uh, so, for the, we didn't do much that year. After that, we saw the car before Duddy Gall, actually, to, uh, James McDade, um, he, Wanted to do to be called. We were absolutely, we won, for us winning the rally the previous year, we received the number one and James got the number one seat for Duddy Gall and um, we were thinking very strongly at the time of moving on to four wheel drive so uh, the opportunity came up for the, the sale of the car and um, uh, a good price, let's put it that way and um, that was it so um, we did, did nothing then in, in, in 91 but the rest of 91, you know, so uh, um, then in 92, we were looking at four-wheel drive, um, six or four metros, and we got down the road a few times with that, so we didn't go that route, but we went a different route with TTE in uh, Cologne in Germany. Uh, they were, the Sedeka was very competitive on the World Championship at the time, uh, 
I think they could have won the World Championship in, in 92, 93 with the yeah. tanking and Carlos Science as well was very competitive with that car in the World Championship in around then. Yeah, yeah. So um, we got it, it, we got a, a, a rebuilt car. Uh, I can't remember the history of it now. It was um, the the uh, GT4 ST165, and it was a KAD4023. So the first time we were out in, in 192 with that car was in Galway. And uh, we finished fourth, which wasn't too bad. Uh, on the circuit, we had a mechanical problem. I uh, think it was something with the gearbox. So we finished, uh, we sec- we're second, we've got second in Donegal, and uh, second in Cork, and second in Killarney. I think they're probably all to Bertie. I just can't remember now, but I think, you know, who, who, who won them? But we had, I know we had three seconds anyway in that particular year. And the, pre- the previous two years, they went all sort of wins, but, um, you know, it was a, we were still competitive with that car getting it together. And uh, then moved on to 93, which was fairly good for the one six five because we won Galway the first round. And uh, then we won the circuit at Easter, which was the first circuit win after a lot of disappointment. Yeah. Uh, can I just jump in there for a sec? Because 92 was pretty close. There was an awesome battle between Kenny McIntyre, yourself, and Frank Marr. Frank ended up winning kind of, you know, because of the troubles that you two guys had. It was an almighty battle, and obviously, oh, there's one little thing that interests me about 92 as well, Austin, is the fact that it went back to, you weren't allowed pace notes in 92, so, like, that was a bit mental after coming forward into pace notes and then not allowing them, so there was a lot of rigmarole about that at the time, wasn't there? Yeah, I can't remember exactly, but um, over the years, like, pace notes were in, was allowed in Donegal, the Ulster, and I don't know, I can't remember exactly when, when they changed the full pace notes for all the rounds, but... Um, uh, I, I remember the battle in Galway. Well, I can't Galway, not 100 percent sure, but Bertie, but definitely on the circuit uh, with the Subaru it was a major battle, and uh, we got the win in the end with the with the one six five. But um, in ninety three, like yeah, yeah. Sorry, ninety three, yeah. Yeah. And uh, then they like, Donegal. Well, uh, Donegal. I don't think it's actually we actually didn't finish in Donegal. That's the one we was off the top of Nakala. Um, we had a spin at the hundred and thirty, hundred and forty kilometer spin. On the top of Nogala is not the place to be having a spin like that at that speed. Uh, yeah, it's, it's fairly well known. Um, it, it, it's flat out and, you know, it, it's really commitment. And um, we, a bit of a bump on it. We were lucky. We did the 360 down the road for maybe about half a mile. And uh, we didn't go off into the into the, into the sea on, the, on one side and the mountain on the other. We were lucky enough with it. Uh, but um, and, um, then in the, in the Ulster we had the problem with the broken with the brake, pedal brake, and uh, with an accident as well. Um, that was probably the also that year, I think it was probably on around September. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, uh, bro- the brake pedal broke in the car, which was quite frightening, just coming come into a 90 left. Maybe I pressed it too hard. And uh, that pushed out of the rally. So, like, 93 wasn't a great year. You know, but uh, apart from winning the circuit, obviously, when Galway started well, but it finished. You know, now, just on, on the whole legacies that time, because obviously you said the opportunity cup to go with Toyota, but were you thinking along the line of Pro Drive and the legacies and going pound for pound with McKinstry and Fisher at the time? Was that was that a thought process in, in line with the with the metros which you spoke about already? Yeah, the reason the reason why we went Toyota, obviously we, we looked at the Subarus and um, the Subaru would be very competitive with the legacy and with the compete of the World Championship. But um, Toyota was also competing in the World Championship and they were very competitive with Carlos Sainz, with Tankin and, and Didi Ariel. You know, so um, at that time there was uh, 
two guys from Dublin that I knew, and uh, one of them I knew particularly very well, a guy called Jerry MacDonald, and he worked in TTE, and uh, Richard Cregan, and uh, they've been in TTE for, for a number of years, and in East, and stuff, and after my cars all the time, had done uh, the safari and a couple of the World Championship rounds with TTE. So, we got Toyota Ireland on board, and uh, we done a deal, and got the, uh, the Sneak at 185, which was a very, very good car, you know, and we used to be very competitive. The car was a bit, very strong. Like, Toyota really been a car that would take a lot of abuse and uh, reliability. And uh, back together, we moved on to uh, 94. Uh, we, we still had the, they had the, had the 165, and we had some backing from, from Toyota Ireland, and we decided to do some of the British Championship rounds as well. So we started off at Galway, and um, we got a second again in Galway. Um, and then we went to Wales, and um, I think we had the greatest of the Wales, we were about sixth, and uh, Circle of Ireland we didn't finish, and then we were back in the um, Pirelli Rally, and uh, that was fourth as well. I had an English co-driver with uh, Welsh actually, Howard Davis, and uh, so then we came back and did the lakes, and then the era of the fourth and the car 20, so uh, overall it was, you know, we had, uh, we finished all the events bar one, and uh, the car was competitive enough, but it was, you know, the the um, 185 was starting to come in uh, in the World Championship. So we had we held on for 95. We stayed with the with the, um, the 165 Toyota, and uh, we didn't do a lot of rallies then because we were tied up in business and a lot of different stuff. Sort of 94, 95, 96 were weren't weren't great years because we didn't concentrate that much on rallies. We maybe did three or four. Right as a year, and uh, we sold the uh, the uh, the one six five at the end of um, I think at the end of ninety um, six, and uh, or somewhere through ninety six anyway, and uh, we got the one eight five for the start of ninety uh, seven. In part two of our conversation with Austin, we chat about winning back-to-back championships in 1997 and 1998, the success of Gareth and Aaron with all three of them competing in Rally Ireland together, and much more to look forward to as well. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram, and if you could rate the podcast on whatever platform you're listening on, that would be greatly appreciated. You can also email us at irishrallypodcast at gmail.com. Talk to you again soon. Take care. This podcast is sponsored by FAC, the simply automatic choice for automation equipment, for gates, doors, barriers and rising bollards. Available from your security installer and electrician. Distributed to the trade in Ireland North and South by National Automation. The one-stop distributor for automation equipment, door entry intercom systems, CCTV, intruder and fire alarms, access control and locks. For more information, visit nal.ie forward slash products.